listening to JM Squared. 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 Welcome to another episode of JM Squared, and my name is Moses. This is your boy Mark. And this is your boy Jason. And today we have a special guest, straight out of Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, where are we, guys? Where are we? 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 Where are that has to happen. Of course. It's a must. It's a must. Ottawa, man. Yeah? You know it. Don't give up. And today we have a special guest. You know? That's it. Very, very special. We had to move all the way from Toronto to get you know to meet with him. To meet with him. Wow, That's how man. special this guy is. Oh man. These guys don't know. Like from Toronto to Gatino. It's yeah. quite a distance. It's a diff it's a distance. Yes. Uh, it even caused uh, some little hiccups. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned and you'll hear more about it. <laughs> Stay real. tuned and you'll hear more about the hiccups. Exactly. But today, like, um, actually, I let the guest introduce himself. I feel I'll not do the best job. I'll let you introduce yourself. Great. Thank you for thank you for the honor. By the way, guys, um, yeah. you know it's been a long time. I didn't meet uh, you know a group of cool people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, cool people. You know, so just, I was not just, so cool people that you know, just a group of cool people, oh, you know. Man. It means a lot. Going a lot. after, you know, a common goal and yes sir. Um it's uh, it's good to see, you know, the culture being representative uh, yeah. represented in a in a right way. Definitely. Right? Definitely. So yeah. uh thank you for coming by. Um yes, sir. Um so uh, I think I am well, my name is Jean Vier. I yes, sir. Let's start with that. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's start with that. My name is Jean Vier. Right. Um, you know, I was born and raised in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Nice. Went to law school. Uh, came to Canada. Wait, sorry, you went to law school. I went to law school. I know you went to school. I went to law school back in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, but I did not finish. Yeah. Right. Oh, so okay. I got my parents decided for me to come to Canada. Right. Um, and you know, uh, I, I had what you call the culture uh, shock. shock. Culture shock, culture right? Shock. Yeah. You know, everyone looks different. Mm. <laughs> A lot of cool people on the street. True. Yeah. Right. So, um, and um, you know, I, I had to essentially relearn everything. Yeah. Right. You know, I had to uh, to learn English to better uh, my. You know communication abilities in english and exactly yeah. went through that process and i actually had to go to an adult learning center yeah in yeah. canada nice. and then went to university graduated with two degrees got an admission two. to to wow. uh, two degrees. join wow. um the mba program at uh, sholika you know school, school of business, of business. Yeah. Right. that's when i posed up like i want to do this <laughs> <laughs> but i think the interesting story about all of this is that as I was going through all these phases of my life, yeah, I was also working full time jobs. Wow, wow, you know, and at the same time, investing in real estate. At the same time, Ooh, at the same, same time. time, so buying wow. uh, cheap um, and small property in some of the cheapest uh, real estate markets in Canada and in Africa. Yeah, so that that's what I've been doing for the past many years, right? So yeah. um, that's a little bit of um, uh, a little bit about me. Yeah, I also launched a book called Alternatives. Yes, How we delayed economic growth in Africa uh, and new alternatives for the 21st century. It's a, it's a book about um, introspection yeah, right, for African yeah. people. Okay, you know the subtitle of the book is How we delayed yeah. 
African people delayed oh, man. economic growth in Africa, not what Belgium, not <laughs> France. Nobody else. So we're responsible for our we own. We gotta have to What have we done wrong? And it's what dangerous. can we do to better, uh, you know, our communities? That's it. So, quick question, like uh, as a side, what's one of the things that Africans we did that delayed us? Exactly, as an example. One very quick example: it's our policies, right? Yeah. So we are responsible for. You know, we realized that Thomas Sankara was a very good leader. Yeah. We killed him. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Right? Um, no, no, Realized no, no, that no. a lot of leaders, oh, in, in most cases, it's not an African, it's not an European person yeah. right. killing mm-hmm. an African leader. It's an African individual. It's our own people. Yeah. Using their own hands and kill their leaders. Wow. Or kill the idea. Or kill their brother and sister. Yeah. Mm. So it's more about how can we better ourselves how can we what can we work on uh, because the enemy is never out there it's a, yeah, right it's a so sin get, within yeah you gotta find where is the enemy and the enemy usually is the one that you know the one that is close to you so i think it's more of you, call, you know in africa today we don't have you know we do have a lot of challenges geopolitical yep. challenges we right. have you know a lot of uh, economic competitions yeah. That we cannot even participate in. Right. We just look, but we cannot really participate in those competitions in a very technical way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that um, there has never there, there has never been an economic system that was developed based on um, you know service based uh, industries. Right. You have to be able to get your your hands dirty. Right. Yeah. In order to establish <laughs> yourself as an economic power, mm. and I think as African people we have that responsibility. Right. It, it's really our responsibility to do the dirty work right. on this planet and position ourselves as that guy, that girl mm. that does what everyone else is not willing to do. Right. And give us give, give us some example of their dirty works. A dirty work. Um, someone might interpret it differently. Yes, because mm. some people. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking at Africa in 20 years from now um, as a developed economy based, right. for example, yeah. content creation. Right. Okay. That's a service based right. business. Yeah. You cannot develop an economy based on that. That's it. You know That's what I mean? Yeah. So um, China chose to do the, the, the dirty work. Uh-huh. They have the cheapest jobs, and but it's not are. going to be the case for the next 20 years. That's right. They are taking over. Mm-hmm. Right. The moment... The U.S., you know, started to let go and abandon good jobs that last right. 20 years. A job is yeah. not supposed to last, to last for 15 years. People get fired because that job is not needed anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> good jobs that last for 20 years, 30, 50 years, right. are being deported to China. And that's how China reached that level. Oh, so, oh. we have to be the guy that is willing to do that dirty work. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you establish yourself as an economic power. Mm. I, I, I just have a quick question But in a sense Couldn't you also Or couldn't somebody Make the argument That African people Have done the dirty work But just not for our own countries And not within our own Establishment In a sense Like we go out And we establish Another country's Infrastructure And economy Whether it be in America Or in Europe but we forget to build our own within Africa and our own um, society. So how can we kind of take that structure from 
only developing outside and also developing within our own communities and countries. If you look at China, um, I think in the 60s, 70s, Chinese kids were, you know, or 80s were being deported to US yeah. to study at Harvard and all the big schools in, in the US. Right. Those kids went back to China. Mm. They are the mm. ones that are making things happen in, in yeah. China. Right. So I think it's it's up to us. We have the choice. I think I believe we have the freedom. Yeah. You know, you have your cows, right? <laughs> you have cows. Your cows. <laughs> Don't not. You know, you have your cows cow in Kenya. It. It's how can I transform those cows into something else if it's not working anymore? Right. Yeah. Right. How can I develop a technology beside that, those you know cows and yeah. that will enable people to have access to the products that you produce? Yes. I think that's that's the more of the conversation we have to be able to go back. Definitely, yeah. it, it's a sacrificial work. It's not going to work in t- in five years. I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was not purchasing lands in Africa and and have them and make them profitable in two years. It's a right. dirty yeah. work that you, the process that you have to go through. Right. Painful sometimes, disappointing <laughs> sometimes, Definitely. and that is really what inspired the book. Is Myself as a, as an as an investor in Africa, yeah, right. as a child of Africa, living in Canada, yeah. going through that process, transactional processes where you, whereas you are purchasing a, a piece of land, let's say for ten thousand dollars, and the trans- transaction cost of that piece of land is like five thousand dollars, right, right. Mm. So it's very discouraging, uh, and I think that's what kind of inspired the book. How can we? Yeah. The problem here, and this is what our leaders when they talking i'm not running for office by it's the way okay. <laughs> so, soon time soon time okay yeah. be for canada yeah. prime minister yeah. no 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 i'm not running for office that's it's very very clear in my mind right you know i, I don't want to this is the thing right so politics or prime minister that's a service-based right activity. Mm. i'm not it. encouraging people to go down in africa for politics really that's not the message in my book at all mm. i was disappointed when I was meeting African folks, fellow Africans, right. in conferences where I was going to talk about the book, the expectation was more, okay, you're this guy now, you got to go down and then yeah. let's see how we can create a political party. Let's yeah. get in, you know, <laughs> exactly. let's, you join this, you know, and I was being contacted by political organizations down really? in Africa. That's yeah. a service-based. Mm-hmm. I don't think we are in a position where we have to be, to feel comfortable just, you know, we're not there yet. Not I think there. We, are, we have to be in a building mode. We have to be willing to do the dirty work. That's it. The kind of work that no one is willing to do. Mm. I agree with you because uh, looking at Africa, I feel like we've put so much faith in our politicians to do all the developmental work. Right. Mm. And I think to me, it's one of the failures we are, it's the path, the wrong path for us. Because yeah. mm. it's always the politician to do everything. Right, right. Of which, it's already obvious. We can backtrack and see the results. Mm. It's not pleasant. It's not. It has not been pleasant. No. Wow. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for me, if, like, if I'm to go to Africa, like, just like you've, you have said, it's more of just developing the place, doing the dirty work, which most people don't know. Like, in Africa, dirty work, it's dirty work. Very dirty. Very dirty. Because you're dealing with challenges, you know, like here we are, I'll say in Canada we are baby, like the system works. Right, right. There's no one I have to bribe to do something. 
Nobody I just go bribe. make a small line. That's a word. <laughs> small <laughs> line. Get Have my you ever bribed in Africa. I won't lie to you. Uh, I've bribed a lot. You bribed. <laughs> I will <laughs> not lie. Listen. No, no, no. You no, cannot no, avoid like, it. You cannot no avoid way. it. We here, no, we you can't avoid it. Bribery. <laughs> <We're> not <laughs> bribe. We support it, but uh, I come from a country whereby bribe is not like um, you know, like here it's a crime. Right. Bribe in Kenya, bribe is a culture. Wow, that is really spooky. It's like very, very even spooky. before yeah. they ask you for it, you just have to give it out. Wow. <laughs> before they ask. Before they ask. Yeah. I will, let me tell you a, a small story. I was uh, when I just finished high school. Right. I went to get my driving license. I did everything well. Nice. I passed my driving license. <laughs> but sure? the guy wouldn't give me. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I passed. Listen, <laughs> passing sure you doesn't mean you experience in driving. Those are two different <laughs> okay. things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those are two different things. But I passed. They asked me like G1. They were asking road signs and everything. I passed. You're driving from one place to another. Mm. Followed all the rules. Okay, you've passed. Okay, everything is okay. Paperwork done. But I've ever heard whereby for you to get your driving license can take over six months. Six months. Yeah. Really what did they do and were they in six months? Because you didn't pay the bribe. Oh my gosh. So if you want it in a week or two weeks or three weeks, right. it's how much you pay. So you decide. <laughs> Are you going to follow the right path of not paying the bribe and wait six months? Already you have a car. Mm. And if they stop you without the driver's license, they either take the car or you pay a higher and a way higher bribe. Oh, no. So which one would you choose? The cheaper bribe or the expensive more expensive bribe. one? Mm. Those are the only options you have. Wow. I shall not take a bribe. That's it. Or pay one. Yeah, no, no. Good, good point. I'm not, I'm not supportive of uh, bribes. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to give you uh, a, a story. This this was way before I think it was before I, I went to law school back back in Congo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think the principal, the vice principal, some good guy that I was you know expecting to be. You know, this person was supposed to be a good guy. Supposed to be a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be. Supposed. <laughs> and it was like he was trying to justify you know bribery. Wow. Yeah. And is way of the way you explain it was like okay it was like okay listen this is what is happening here this is not a bribe i did not bribe okay think about this if i am no if i know that my my daughter right is on the other side of the border right and she needs my help because someone is after her mm. or because something wrong has happened to them <laughs> and i have to go through the border and I reached the border, everything is perfect, but the person at the border asked me, asks me, can I get your watch for you to go through? What would I do in that situation? Can I get your watch to go through? Yeah, can yeah. I get your watch if you want to go through to see your daughter, to get your daughter, whatever you are going for at the other, on the other side of the border? Yeah. Um, I am going to let you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you pass through the border, right. but I need I need that watch. But what that agent, get? that agent himself is corrupted. He's very corrupt. Like, why are you asking someone to give you a watch? That is the question. Now, okay, what are you going to go through? Because failure for you to provide that watch, you're not yeah. going to be able to save your daughter. And they're very serious. I'm not, not going anywhere. I, I am not supporting mm. bribery, mm. but that those are the realities. What countries that we want Dude, to know? We, we need uh, almost. Well, I would say 99 percent of African countries. Mm. Wow. Like terrible. we all have the same 
it's it cuts across all boards. The thing so, is that you have to be. To it, it's one thing if you are going to Africa as uh, on safari, a right? visitor. It, it's yeah. one thing. Those are different mm. things. A, a tourist, you know, yeah, a tourist. You know, right. you are spending money here. You are spending money there. Like, well, they just want money, right? right. So, uh, but if you are. It, if it's business, right? You right. have a margin of profit. That's it, right? Yeah, it's a it. different discussion. Definitely, right? It's a different discussion. Then you're like, right. okay. And then the frustration comes in. Mm. I wonder why a lot of people that come here, which was the case with Chinese when they went came to the U.S. and 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 Canada, they went back. The transition was easy for them Easier. to go back. Right. For us, when we go back things that we have to face mm. no wonder why you know this guy's going to be selling his cows and in, in, in kenya we understand why it's of because course. maybe you know there's something going on wrong right and, and and i think that those are the real problems that's you, it you have to open opportunities for entrepreneurs and every single country in africa that is trying mm that is trying their best to open up opportunities for entrepreneurs right. is excelling the next day. Yeah, it so is the case in some parts of Kenya. It yeah. is the case in some parts of uh, Rwanda. Of, of Rwanda. It's, yeah. it's a case in some part of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Right. It is the case in some parts of uh, Angola, Zimbabwe, you right. know, or uh, um, Namibia. Yeah. Right? So, uh, or Morocco, or uh, uh, Cote d'Ivoire, right? Yeah. It is the mm. case in some some of these countries Correct. because they are realizing and they're having the right leadership but it's a process and i think the other thing is that the reason why i don't want to go you know full negative on africa right. there's no need for that yeah. one of the reasons why i can tell you one of the reasons why uh, congo is where it is today mm. in terms of uh, its economic position in africa comparing right. to other countries mm. is because of the bad publicity of congo in every research published by anyone yeah. about the Congo, they will tell you that close to 9 million people have died due to war. If mm. that was true, I would be dead today. Really? That's not the case. Yeah. And most people, the war has been happening in Congo for the past 20 years. Decades. Yeah. 20 years. Right. For the past 20 years. Yeah. And this war has never touched their, their in, now it's 25 crazy 25 wow. provinces no there has never been there, there there are provinces in congo where there has never been a war for the past 20 years never been a the war is happening two very specific provinces right and these two provinces combined they have a population of 10 million people oh and what's the, the narrative what's the total population of congo is 80 million people so only oh. 10 out of the 80 are 10, wow. 10 now the question is now the message here is that publicity what that's they it. tell you that okay there's a lot of killings is that's it the problem is that when you say that to an entrepreneur that has let's say two on two million dollars and they want to put something in congo when that's they it. learn that nine million people dead <laughs> they're not going to put that two million dollars in the economy they're not going to invest that in congo mm. now the, the problem that's is true. information that's right it. yeah the reality those two provinces have a combined 10 million population. Right. The narrative of those who go out and make a bad publicity about Congo, they will right. tell you that Congo, the war has killed 9 million people. All of Congo, right. Which means that if that is true, yeah. then that those two provinces would be dis would, would never be existing today. That's it. Would not be existing today. That is a 
false narrative. Yeah, if you is. read something from the UN telling you that nine million people have died in the war in Congo, it's not true. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely not true. People have died. Right. There's an ongoing war in Congo. Yeah. Right. But not nine million people have died. So wow. that's just an over exaggerated number. Absolutely. Wow. I'm very confident wow. about that. Thank you for coming and setting the street, <laughs> you know, yeah. setting the record straight. Because people just follow whatever they read on the news or whatever has been pushed yeah. to them with the media. They're like, whatever they say, that's that's and, the and, one. And soon, soon Kanye West will be the one providing that information. Who? Kanye, Kanye West. If anyone can come up with some information and then try you trust and believe it, then anyone can come up with that information. That's it. That was just a joke. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. Don't worry. That's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but you know, you even mentioned something about entrepreneurship. And just to segue, um, I believe that that's something that you have a lot of experience in. A lot of a lot of experience. Listen, Not don't 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 try and dumb yourself <laughs> down. Hey, man, I'm still quite, in the building quite, process, but I have experience. a foundation to dig. So that's yeah. it. I'm still but <laughs> at least you, you started it, and you you've had some experience, right? Yeah. And you mentioned even from the age of 16 and, and your experiences with um, like property, right? Property management and everything like that. Because you didn't even mention this, but we knew each other from Glendon. And we always yeah. come back to Glendon. <laughs> Glendon always. Honestly, we, we, have, right. we have to be very grateful for Glendon because oh, yeah. it, a lot of great people came out of Glendon, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, can you kind of just speak to your experiences in terms of... Um, property and equity building especially in terms of property and land as you mentioned right as an entrepreneur so um the in africa when i purchase a land in africa i'm buying 100 cash from my pocket yeah. The, yeah that system does not does not exist mm-hmm. the reason why i'm investing in canada is because i have can leverage i can purchase a property you can put it put down twenty five thousand dollars and have control of a five hundred thousand dollars asset right right so i I don't know i don't understand your question but you have to fix (laughs) it up a little bit so that i understand i don't want to go wild on real estate in (laughs) canada it's very wide (laughs) and exciting topic exactly yeah i I was kind of trying to ask and, and you even touched on it the difference in terms of being an entrepreneur in canada as compared to being an entrepreneur in Africa. Right? Access to debt in Canada. I have okay. a very easy access to debt when I have a tons of uh, properties that I own. Right. Um, it's easier to for me to get into a bank and provide them with a good um, you know, proposition of what I want to do with a specific land or property. Yeah. Right. Um, if I have an approval from the city, um, um, and I have a plan that has been developed by an engineer. Yeah. It's a lot more, you know, easy for me to access, let's say, $50,000, mm. $1,000. Right. Um, having existing asset. Yeah. Than if I didn't have any asset. So, yeah. So, um, to your question, I think is more, I, I don't understand really your question. I think when you put in equity, um, are you asking about how do you build equity using real estate? Definitely. And especially in terms of you mentioned in Africa, right, as an entrepreneur, because I believe that that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't start um, businesses and, and ventures in Africa, yeah. because as you mentioned, access to credit. Yeah. But it, it's important to to mention 
how it's possible to do that even though they might not have that funding as you mentioned a lot of people might be scared to put their money into africa or dangerous places yeah mm. but there's opportunities there yeah. right so i was just gonna ask like your experience with that okay so i i think so it's um how do you access uh any any market in africa i think it start with research you really have to be very confident i don't mm. i don't advise people yeah. on mm. investing in africa you have to be very careful sure. it's not a protected market uh you're yeah. not going to get to get into any market in africa and comfortably if something goes wrong uh you know <laughs> funds have been defrauded uh, and you can mm. get your money back mm. so you really have to be very very educated on the market that you're investing in right but you also have to be um i there is a there's a story that I read uh, a, lo- a long time ago about these uh, a, Fra- a, a Congolese couple that lived in France for close to 20 years. Okay. They worked in a call center for 20 years. Nice. And when it was time for them to move back to Congo, they mm. went back to Congo to work in the call center, not to work, to develop call centers in the Congo. Right. Now they own close to, I think at the time when I read uh, the article, I think they, they own close to 45% of call centers in the Democratic wow. Republic of the Congo. Right. Specialization. Right, exactly. Don't go to, you are here, let's say you are in you're working in a call center, you yeah. go down to Africa in plantations, mm. uh, or you go down to Africa for something else that is radically different from what you were doing here. That's it. Or what you, you've been educated for. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's specialization. You really have to be confident with what you're doing. So any any industry in Africa is to be built has a future has a potential because Africa is still here. Yeah. Right. Developing. There's a very large space for growth. There's Definitely. a lot of you know, opportunities to be yeah. to be wealthy. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's a lot more difficult to become. Well, it's it's a very different different discussion that I was wanting to get in. It's okay. Go there. I was going to talk about <laughs> Toronto a little bit. So yeah. Toronto is up here. Right. Yeah. Right, Toronto is up here. I, I think off off record, we're talking about how much, um, um, you know, positive um, branding Canada has internationally. Right, right. So all of that positive branding come from the quality um, at which Toronto has reached. It's because Toronto has has reached those level. Mm-hmm. Right, it's because Toronto has reached those levels. So for us, beginning, you know, beginners, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of <laughs> challenging. It, it, you know, it's a market that is already saturated. You have a lot of people up here, and I think someone like myself investing up here is not yeah. very intelligent. That's it. Not sorry, not very smart. It's, it's <laughs> real. So I think it's ideal to start from something that has a potential. Right. Yeah. Ottawa had a potential in 2019. If right. you had mm. purchased the property in 2019, 2018, Ottawa, yeah. it's close to double the volume. Close what? to double the volume. Oh. Close to double the volume. That's good. Right. So, why? Because it, it still had a potential, untapped right. potential, mm. and almost every small town, city in Canada has mm. that potential. And we're talking about Kingston. Yeah. We're talking about Gananoc. You're talking about um, I got no. You know, you see the distance between Gatineau and Ottawa? It's almost zero. Actually, (laughs) it's better to live in Gatineau if you work in downtown Ottawa than to live in Ottawa in Canada. You see how far Canada is to downtown Ottawa. 
right? right? So it, it it's about those potential, uh, realizing those potential, those untapped potential, right. position yourself there, educate yourself about those industries, and eventually, you know, if the potential is real, yeah. you're, you know, you're going to make, uh, you know, a good, um, good living for yourself, your community, um, yeah. and your family. It's important. Yeah. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. So I hope, really, I, really, I hope I have responded to your question. I think it just stopped. 